When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Leading off for the Parkins and Spiegel show, number two, Nico Horner. Nico Horner is on yeah. the show with us every Tuesday. And oh, sick. oh, you know it. And all of your Chicago Cubbies imagine hearing Nico Hörner, Hüle Hendricks, Michael Tauchmann. That's so fun. Starting second baseman for your Chicago Cubs. We drove to the park together. We were listening to Nico on with Parkinson Spiegel. Oh, man, it's funny. Good thing. Taking you inside the Cubs clubhouse all season long. These deals are cool. You know, sometimes I go like five or six games without steal. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Like, I got to get on. Runners lead. There goes Horner. The pitch high, the throw to third, and the ball gets away. Horner's going to score. Morrell goes to third. Cubs take the lead. Nico Horner stealing third. The throw by Moreno low to Peterson. It rolled down the left field line. Horner took one look at the ball and headed for the plate. Morrell never hesitated, going first to third. Cubs lead four to three. Nico Horner with Perkins and Spiegel on 670 to score. So much for hanging out with us, Parkinson Spiegel here for the next four hours live at Gallagher Way. Cubs back in town for the last homestand of the regular season. Six more games at home, obviously hoping for postseason baseball at the friendly confines. And Rick and Nico Horner, kind enough to join us once again in person. Thanks for making the walk up, man. Of course, rain or shine. Rain. Yeah, I know we <laughs> we brought the rain. I made a big stink around the office. I was like, we had such a great show. Nico came in person. It crushed on social media. We had all these guests in person. Thousands. Carter Hawkins came by. Yeah. I was like, we got we gotta don't, don't mock the audience size. All right? That's not necessary. Uh, I was like, we gotta do it again before the end of the year. We picked today, and now the only people here are the people who work with the Cubs or us, and it's raining. Yep, it sucks, yep. man. We're in a good spot. Yeah, yeah. this is. Uh, we're not going to ask you to go out onto the lawn here at Gallagher Way and play catch this time. We can brave the conditions. It's all right. <laughs> How far could you slide? Pretty far. Yeah. I will say, though, Wrigley, whatever's going on beneath the surface of Wrigley Field, like the drainage is unbelievable. Like, <laughs> you, like when the water pools up, you literally see it like bubbling away and just disappearing. It's magic. I've so. sat up there and watched it happen. There's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like certain parts of the short outfield grass where they, like, like a, a hole just comes out of yep. the grass. It's, like it's, it's magical. So we'll definitely be playing baseball today. To Danny's question, have you ever done a tarp slide no. in the minors no, or I in never, college I've or never anywhere? Done a, never done a tarp slide. I feel like I'd be good at it. Though. You'd be great at that. <laughs> yeah, you yes. slide head first when you steal bases. Yeah. My guess is you'd be above average at yeah. a tarp slide. Uh, so what's the last week been like? 
Um, the last week, I mean, it's been challenging. Just like, I mean, just like for Cubs fans too, right? Like, it's you're right in the middle of it, and you don't get results. And um, you know, it is it is challenging. And obviously, important games they all are. Um, I think internally, you know, not much has changed as far as preparation or um, even confidence in ourselves. But you know, you go through a stretch without uh, without results, and um, obviously, this time of year, those are magnified. So. Uh, it's interesting, right? Like if two months ago you were to tell tell us like, hey, you're in a spot where um, you are in, you know, one of the wild card spots with two weeks left in the season, be ecstatic about it, right? So it's kind of all, I feel like the recency is always going to weigh most heavy, um, but we're still in a great spot going into a homestand and I uh, feel like if, you know, we play our ball for, for two weeks, then, then we're in, you know, so. What, what you just said is something that I've been preaching for a couple of weeks here is that like, Cub fans asked for this. They begged for this. They hoped that there would be relevant September baseball in spring, the first four months of the year, and then you guys won eight in a row, and here you are. So try, we're all trying. I think a lot of people are trying to have a sense of gratitude and just kind of embrace it and enjoy it. Does that mindset come into play for you guys? Absolutely. I mean, it's – and not in a complacent way. It's not like, oh, this is oh, this is good enough, and like, oh, we're in it. It doesn't feel like that at all. Like the – the expectation is not to be in it, but to win, right? And so, um, but but along with that is the challenges of things not going well, as like as it goes in baseball, right? And so, this is a team that's responded to a ton all year, whether it's injuries or tough stretches or you know trade di- deadline rumors or whatever it is. I feel like we've been incredibly resilient, and you know even in the stretch of games that we've lost, I feel like the character of the group hasn't wavered. You know, we've made comeback efforts. We've played the longest baseball game of the year so far like you know and sometimes you just the bounce doesn't go your way and obviously there's more to it than that but um yeah i feel great about our our group going into this homestand that that, i think that's what people are wondering like if if anybody's tightening up if there's any sort of panic and i don't know what is the dugout getting quiet like those those kind of things you but it sounds like you're not feeling any of that um no i mean you you feel those things for sure it's it's just a part of a, a challenge of the season and Um, You know, especially on the offensive end, you know, we felt like we had a lot of games where we had uh, quality starts that um, were either dominant or definitely good enough to win the game. And obviously you want to make the most of those Uh, and not not a lack of hits, really, just like we didn't end up putting runs together. Um, And, you know, we've had stretches of the season where we were amazing with runners in scoring position. You know, early on it was a topic, right, that we weren't. And so they're just those things come and go. And, um, you know, I got a ton of belief in this group. It's a group that's done it already. And. So we know we can. It's a matter of putting it together. So I think everything that you're saying makes a ton of sense, but you also, you're a realist, like, expectations change. Yeah. You know, like, of course I wanted you guys to buy at the deadline, and then you yep. did, and then you guys played really well, and then I win the division, win the yeah. World Series. So, like... That's what it's supposed to be. Right, exactly. Yes. I, I know that, that that would, like, put you off. So if you miss the playoffs, is the year a failure? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think about it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to like go into like a reflective mind state right now. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, depend. Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yes. Okay. What, I mean, you I can mean, take positive. You can take. Yeah, there. you can take positives from something, but it still end up being short, right? Like we're here. We're not here to to compete or to like just to hang out and like. Hey, that was pretty good. Like, that's not that's not what this is for. Like, that's not the standard of what this organization should be. 
Um, that's not what the guys in the clubhouse are going for. You know, multiple guys in there that have won it all, and they're not taking anything away from, you know, hey, we're over 500 or things like that. Like, obviously, you take progress and take things trending in the right direction, and that doesn't go unnoticed, but we're absolutely here to win. Um, we have a roster that I believe in, um, character that I believe in, and uh, that's what we're here to do. And I think if the standard's anything less than that, then I don't think it ever happens. That's what I love to hear about that. Because, like, it used to be, before you were here, like, the lovable losers mm -hmm. was the thing. And then Theo would say, we're now a victim of our own success. We're going to be held to that really high standard. So it doesn't mean this wasn't a fun season. It doesn't mean you guys didn't progress. It doesn't mean that you didn't give Cubs fans a ton of amazing things. But, like, yeah, once you actually, like, oh, damn, that team is yeah. good enough to get into the postseason and make noise, I do think it'll feel really disappointing if it doesn't ultimately happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, that's the cool thing, too, though, is being a part of something that is has that uh, capacity for just joy and excitement. But the flip side of that is also things can really hurt, right? And, right. But that's the... That's what you want in sports. Like, you want to care that much and be all in on something. And, like, I think going halfway on, on anything in this game is going to leave you short. So just it's part of what we're doing. I, w I will say, though, we've had lots of conversations talking about this year. I remember, you know, some hosts saying this is a win. The year is already a win because of what it signifies in terms of organizational health. It's a smart organization. Kids are coming. Like, there's a lot of things are going in the right direction. So it's an interesting balance. And your pause to answer the question is really makes all the sense in the world, I, I think. Um, you mentioned the longest game of the season. Was that the Saturday night game where you guys are up 3-2 and 4-3 and 5-4 and 6-5? I thought Strowman was going to close it out. I thought Smiley was going to close it out. I thought Wesneski did close it out. And then the ball goes off his butt or whatever the hell happened. I mean, that was nuts. Yeah, I mean... I think I felt like all the guys who threw in the in the bullpen really did a great job. Um, everyone you mentioned, it's I felt like as an offense we had an opportunity to put up. Great that we got one in each of those innings, but the opportunity to put up two um, is where you really win those games. I feel like, especially as the visiting team mm -hmm. um, against the team that can bunt, can run, like that's a team that's going to be able to put together one run a lot of the time. And yeah. cre credit to them for that. Um, but. Yeah, I felt like we had a chance to put up multiple runs in several of those innings, and that's really where you put those games away. After um, after the last game in Colorado, we were on doing a short show, so it was like post-post game of that, that game, and that was a tough moment. Obviously, like Colorado did not go well the last couple games, and we had different theories on what Ross might do. My, my theory was that... Maybe it was a time to show some red ass, like like take down the post game spread, <laughs> or like light somebody up, whatever. Just let because we know he's got it in him. So maybe let that fly, and uh, you know tell you, come on, you're better than this. Like what the hell? And your, what was your theory? Well, I laughed at you and said that yes. was ridiculous. Yes, that this did. team had not uh, played that poorly for any long stretch of time to deserve that. Sure. And that if I was Ross, I would have just really did not done nothing. But then when I got on the the airplane. I would have said, by the way, this is my favorite tequila bar in Arizona. I opened up a tab. Off day the next day. Off the, exactly. Off day the next day. I opened up a tab, 1000 bucks. I hope that this tab gets filled, and I got four tea times reserved at such and such course. Like, go out, have a great time, flush this series, let's crush them in Arizona. So the question is, did he do any of those approaches or, like, a little mix or anything like that? Yeah, I think reality is usually somewhere in between the extremes, right? So it's probably closer to the second one as far as uh, made sure everyone was in a, in a good spot for the off day. And, mm. you know, 27 games, 27 days, which I didn't know until someone told me that, that on the last day. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And 14 games in 13 days. Yeah. So yeah. it was more on the side of get your get yourself together, enjoy it, and let's let's really finish strong. But <laughs> So Danny was coming after me. He's like, you don't want to put that negativity into the clubhouse. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be negative. Like, if he lights you up but says you're better than this, yeah. that can have its own worthwhile message. I assume he's done that at some point. Yeah. He, he holds us to a high standard, but I feel like it's more been on the, the positive end. <laughs> When's the last time there was a – like a – because that's what he was talking about. Seemed like it was out of a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, hey, yeah. Does the yeah? It's a movie starring Jim Leland or uh, Bobby Cox. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. But like, does the does anything ever get broke in the clubhouse? Anything ever get smashed? That's a good question. Um, no, not not to the clubhouse itself. I feel like the clubhouse is usually pretty far away from from action. Okay, so now you're. You're escaping the question on the technicality. <laughs> what about the, the, the hallway, the iPad, the weight room, yeah. the, the weight room, the, the iPads? A, the iPads a classic. I think we've had, a, I think we've had very healthy iPads this year, though. That's okay. good, but it's just so tempting because that's us, that's usually where you're going because you're carrying this emotion of whatever just happened on the field, and then you go to the iPad and it confirms it, and you just have this like delicate thing in your hand. It's just a perfect projectile. <laughs> most so. who, who has broken the most iPads since you've been a cop? Ah uh, no, just yeah. The iPads, iPads have been cracked, but <laughs> um, over under for you at zero point no, no, five I've iPads. Never, I've never broken an iPad, but uh, Milwaukee has my favorite uh, little like like clubhouse gimmick in that when you go in the bathroom there, like the the one right behind the dugout. There's a full, there's a real punching bag in the bathroom right there behind the dugout. So oh, nice. that's a pretty funny one. That's brilliant. I was just gonna say like a rage room. You guys need a rage room. Yeah, yeah the. Yeah, so I like that one, and then but there's just so many sitting ducks in some places that you just see like a, a really half or a poor effort to to cover up some previous damage that had been done by a team that was there before us or <laughs> things like that. So yeah. Uh, so you mentioned Strowman. How ridiculous is it that that guy comes back and is in the bullpen in back-to-back days? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I, I had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, I think just just speaks to his character and confidence and to just say, okay, then just, just go and pitch on back-to-back days. I thought was pretty cool and just look like himself and just be ready to compete and play after a really unusual injury. And, um, you know, just whatever, whatever he can give us the rest of the way is, is kind of more than I was expecting. Right. So, and, and a huge part of, of what we need. So it's been, been awesome. There was uh, a piece of tape when he was talking pregame, just when he came back, and when he brought up he brought up the bullpen and he had this smile. He's like, I told them my stuff plays in any inning of any game, yeah. <laughs> like what, whatever they want. I was like, ooh, look at that. Yeah. It was like that, that. That's pretty badass to get that from a teammate. And as he was trying to close that thing out on, on Saturday, I was thinking, why not Stroman closer the rest yeah. of the way and the whole bullpen makes <laughs> sense, right? I know he can really fill it out. That would have been an awesome ending to that game. And like, it still could happen. I, though, I don't think, think Stroh's really. Yeah, yeah, and I think Stroh's really refreshing and. Um, you know, a quote like that or a confidence like that. I think a lot of us refrain from things like that in baseball and, but in sports in general, like you see those kind of things all the time. And I think it's yeah. a, you know, it comes from a very real place for him that um, seeing him on a daily basis, it's, it's how he lives. It's how he, uh, and it's not in a overly arrogant way. It's just how he, how he carries himself. And if you're not confident out there, like you've got no chance anyway. So it's like, that's okay to me. <laughs> me too. Our conversation with Nico Horner brought to you by Access One, best in the business, managed IT, cybersecurity, and more. AccessOneIT.com. All right, so Speegs asked Shane to ask you to bring a prop. Yep. What do we have here? I got it. I got my oven mitt. 
Okay. This is the oven mitt that you use to steal bases. A That's couple right. things. People can tune in on Twitch and our YouTube page. We got our camera guy <laughs> right there, and a crowd is starting to develop. It's, it's really cool. Nico's here. So, uh, item number one: you're the third Cub since the year 2000 to steal 40 bases. Eric Young, Juan Pierre, and Nico Horner. Wow. That, that's pretty awesome. It is. It is. Um, and number two, um, my wife says the oven mitt is not very sexy. It takes <laughs> away the sexy part of you as a base stealer. There are sexy parts there? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's yeah. how I would focus on that as yeah. well. Like, apparently. Okay, that was well phrased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't focus on my hands. Yeah, apparently. But, but you've shared little bits and pieces of, of, uh, of your transformation. Would you tell us, like, what has turned you from a fast guy into a really good base stealer because it's not one and the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I can run well, but I'm not a burner. Like, there's plenty of guys faster than me out there for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if you would have told me that I'd steal 40 bases in the big leagues in the season a couple years ago, I'd, I wouldn't have expected that at all. Like, it's not something that I did a lot in college. Got some here and there in the minor leagues, but I think it just shows how much of it is a is a skill and something you learn, and then also just being a part of a team that. Is, it's part of their philosophy and has a system in place that you can really learn from and take advantage of. And a lot of that's credit to um, Rossi for giving me the opportunity. But then Mike Napoli deserves a ton of credit behind the scenes, pick, helping me pick spots. Um, so what have you learned technically? Tell us like how you slide with the oven mitt. or Not like physically. About reading pitchers. Ah. Yeah. So just uh, just having the, you know, there's so much, like traditionally growing up, you just you start running when they lift their leg and, it just doesn't work that well for me. So it's usually usually something else that we're, we're working with, and um, whether it's a good count or um, information we have uh, on a particular pitcher situation, and um, that's really given me the confidence and freedom to, to just go. How yeah. much of it is mathematical? Like this is the, the guy's time from, you know, that's yeah. home and then his time to And to the throw pop time for the, the catcher. Time. Yeah, how much yeah. of it is versus what you're saying, like picking something up on a pitcher? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's not an exact science, but you start just kind of grouping pitchers together in times that make sense, and um, you never you never know for sure, but you're just rolling out good odds over and over for the most part. Who so. would win a 100-yard dash on the team? That's a really good question. Um, Pete? Yeah, probably. Now that, now that Pete's yeah, here. yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be. Um, Morell's really good on a on a. I feel like straight line, longer distance. He get going pretty All fast. Right. Better question is then who would be fastest home to home? Home to home, probably. I mean, I, I would assume Pete. I feel like. I don't know, man. It's probably you. I cut corners pretty good, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think Pete's Pete's probably got me beat. Can you so tell us about the oven mitt? But go ahead, put it on, would you? Like. Yep. Uh, is it, does it feel good? Does it make you it more does. confident? It, it makes me very confident. I actually started the year wearing it on my right hand because I, th I had hurt my right hand sliding before, and I thought, you know, diving back into first. And then I hurt my left hand with the oven mitt on my right hand, and then that wasn't good. So then I moved it to my left hand, and now we got on the left hand. Um, yeah. Not, not I, everybody uses it. No. Trey Turner uses both, though, which I think is <laughs> ridiculous. Kind of <laughs> crazy because it's like, how do you grab onto anything? You're just kind of slapping around out there, but obviously he's he's. He, I don't think he's been caught stealing once this whole year, so he's wow. Right. Well, and <laughs> and if he goes if he goes into the kitchen in the clubhouse, he can grab a, a whole pot of soup and exactly. he's feeling good. He's a great teammate, yeah. exactly. So, have you used that at your house to take something out of the oven? No, I, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't cooked anything this entire season. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well done. But, no, I had an umpire on me the other day for like wearing it too far off of my hand and make, giving me an oh, advantage. So I think God, all of genius. all the oven mitts that you wear have to go through like some sort of MLB approval. I of believe. course. But I've seen some on the other teams that look real suspicious. So <laughs> I don't know. My, I mean, mine, my, mine might get a little out there sometimes. But yeah. oh, interesting. It's a market inefficiency. Oven mitt size from team to yeah, team. Yeah, we got a bigger base, and then you got like an extra three inches off the end of your hand. All of a sudden, you're a foot closer. I guess it's like wow. All right, so we have a few gifts for you here Ooh. from uh, from our creative team and the people, of course, Joe Johnson over at uh, Obvious Shirts. I don't know if you ever got <laughs> your sinker slider splitter. Get them up. Get them up. <laughs> this is what we yell at you when you're in the on-deck circle if we have the good seats. I, I, be, awesome. I believe it was Taiwan Walker. It was. It was. Was the pitcher from the Phillies, mm-hmm. yep. and you told Shane to scream that, and he did. Yep. It took me a, the second scream got me. The first one I didn't really process. But <laughs> and, yeah. and then this one oh, uh, from this our, is big. our great friends at Rinaldi's. Oh, They're the man. sponsor of the Odyssey Wait, softball team. This is... And we semifinals are our next Monday. So in I mean, the media league, the media league Monday. softball team. Yeah. Oh, we got the off day in Atlanta. I mean, I but honestly, I think it's worth flying home. That guys guys do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, oh, guys, sometimes guys stay. You know, I'm gonna stay back with my family for a day. Yeah, I'm gonna stay back with my fam and go to the Rinaldi's uh, yeah, softball game. This is the semifinals, <laughs> man. So they'd probably reschedule it. I love wanted to play. I love Rinaldi's hot honey sopressata pizza. Right? Oh, that's look at that! Yeah. That's right. Outstanding. That, that, that's Boom. our go-to. All right, so you showed us the oven mitt. We gave you some T-shirts, man. Love it. Feeling it, man. Five and one homestand. Been calling it. That sounds good to me. Let's roll. Yeah. I don't like you accepting a loss. Just another complacent answer from yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But seriously, man, it, thank you for coming by in person. You've been awesome all year. Obviously, we're not done. We'll do it next no. week from the road. But uh, really appreciate you, man. Yeah. Good luck, all right? Keep going. All right, that's Nico, you, Nico Horner, everybody. Thanks, a little man. round of applause maybe for Nico with the assembled crowd. Look Thank at that. You. Humans. Chase Daniel uh, will join us on the phone at 3 o'clock. Come out and see us. It's part-